Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans? And welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is June 29th, 2023, and this is episode number 33. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoyed this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, once again, I'd like to say myself, welcome back. Uh, I think this is, I think I've taken about two weeks off from the last time I made a podcast. I, I think it's the first time I've done that. Uh, I'm not, I didn't mean to do that necessarily. It's just I've been traveling a lot. I went to Florida one time. Uh, I traveled back. I can't remember somewhere else. Uh, I had to catch a couple plane flights. Was just busy. Then I was trying to get caught up in work. And then uh, anyway, I'm actually traveling to Atlantic City, New Jersey tomorrow. So anyway, it's just the summertime. Obviously, trying to balance full time job and also do this. It just slowed me down a little bit. But I'm glad to be back with you guys. Glad to be back making another making making another podcast. And um, I think I'll, I'll be back on track at least making a show or two a week. And um, you look, man, and not much has changed necessarily as far as how, how many games under 500 the Cardinals are. Not only that, but they just can't get out of the out of the basement of the NL Central, and they have been playing a little bit better baseball as of late, uh, but it's just, it's just not been enough, right? Like the Cincinnati Reds are just surprisingly still playing pretty good baseball. Um, let's take a look at the state of the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are 33 and 46. They are nine games out of first place. Um, that is 13 games under 500. Uh, the worst they've been is 14 games under 500, I believe, maybe 15, but I believe it seems like they just, every time they get to that 14 game under 500 or 13 game under 500, they can't take off. You know, they've been playing better baseball as of late. Uh, last night when they played the uh, Houston Astros, right? Like the Cardinals right now are in a stretch of playing the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Um, before uh, before the All-Star break, I believe, let me see who else they got. Let's take a look at that real quick. So they got the, the Houston Astros at home and the New York Yankees at home. And then they actually go on the road for two series, or two series, excuse me, before the All-Star break. So we got, they've had three with the Astros. They split. We'll talk a little bit about the last night's game and, and how they just can't afford that at this point. Then they got through with the Yankees at Bush, who just threw a perfect game. Of course, of course they did right before they come play the cards. Then they got four at the Marlins and two at the White Sox. So the Cardinals right now are in a position where them losing that baseball game last night, 10 to 7 versus the Astros, just can't happen. And I know there's a lot to be, you know, caught up on when it comes to the Cardinals, and baseball happens quick. So you kind of just get caught in the moment. But last night, the Cardinals. Looked like they were controlling that game all the way up until the end, right? They had a seven to five lead headed to the top of the eighth inning. And when they had a seven to five lead headed to the top of the eighth inning, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, hey, the Cardinals have a real chance here to take the two from the Astros and be in a position tomorrow to sweep a really good baseball team. Now, granted that the Astros are 
treading a little bit. They're 43 and 37. They're not really where they, they normally are, right? They're defending World Series champs, but they are chasing the Texas Rangers, who I think possibly have the best hitting in all of baseball. But regardless, the Houston Astros are a good team. So last night you're sitting, sitting there, you know, seven to five in the eighth innings, like, man, we got Cardinals have to win this baseball game. The St. Louis Cardinals are not in a position now where they can blow a game like that, right? Like, I said this in, in the podcast a couple weeks ago. I just said, look, man, you cannot get yourself in a position in, in baseball where you're so far back that you're going to, it's going to call, it's going to be so much energy used just for the Cardinals to get back to 500, even if they can't. I'm not sure they can. But anyway, a game last night, you know, seven to five in the eighth inning, you have to win that game. Giovanni Gallegos comes in. Granted, the night before, he did save the game for the most part. But he comes in, he throws 0.2 innings, he gives up four hits and five earned runs, and he walks a batter. It just can't happen. It just it, it just can't happen. It, and clearly, when I say that, I don't mean that it can't happen, right? Like, obviously it can't. But I'm saying the Cardinals are in a position now, if you are not winning baseball games in which you're putting up seven runs, you're going to finish below 500. You know, forget talking about making the playoffs and – can the Cardinals get back in contention? At some point, you just have to look in the mirror and say, hey, if we can't win a game when we have seven runs on the board, you can forget making the playoffs at all. And not only that, it gets deeper than that. We might be in a position right now as fans, and the Cardinals might be in a position right now, I'm actually thinking about selling at the deadline. I have no idea necessarily what that looks like because the Cardinals aren't going to start everything over. They're not going to trade Goldschmidt. They're not going to trade Arenado. So if you think that's going to happen, you're out of your mind, right? Uh, that's not going to happen. But what do I mean by selling? Well, who knows? Maybe they'll get rid of a guy. I mean, who knows? A Nolan Gorman. Maybe a Jordan Walker. I don't think so. But if you could get the right return, I would not take it out of the question. Um, but that's just where the St. Louis Cardinals are at right now. When you're losing games that are seven games under 500, I mean, excuse me, when, you, when you're losing games, when you're 13 games under 500 with a seven-run lead, you're just going to be in trouble. Uh, more. Th- uh, what else is going on with the St. Louis Cardinals? Well. How's the starting pitching been? Well, Miles Michaelis last night has been a bit better. Uh, I mean, not not a bit better. I mean, he, he threw better later in the game, uh, what I meant to say. But he started out really slow, right? He, he went, but then he picked it up. He went five and two thirds with five earned runs. Okay. But the first inning, he's, he gave up three of those. So he settled in. And look, man, at the end of the day, the Houston Astros are a solid ball club. Okay. And they are a team that's going to make you earn your win, okay? And Miles Michaelis came out of that game with an opportunity to win. Andre Pallante came in, and uh, he, he, did, he did okay. He was a little sketchy there, got down on a 3-0 count, bases loaded, came back and struck a guy out. Regardless, starting pitching, Adam Wainwright. Let's talk about him for a second. So Adam Wainwright had Twitter, okay? And, and look, you got to keep in mind, Adam Wainwright, and I, I don't think this is a big, I really don't think it's a big deal, right? Adam Wainwright deactivated Twitter, and this has been a huge topic in, in St. Louis media and all over the Cardinals podcast. Even the MLB network was talking about this. And, you know, Adam Wainwright deactivating Twitter essentially because he was getting threats or, and stuff like that towards, I, I don't know who, I just, I just know that some of the stuff that was being said was not right. And, that is obviously anyone that does that. There is bots all over the internet. What do I mean by bots? I I can't stand bots on the internet. Bots. Who is a bot, Braxton? A bot is someone who creates a Twitter account with not even their real picture as a profile, just some random profile picture of who knows a, a tree or a cat or a cardinal or you know 
a Goldschmidt's head, right? And their account's called like, you know, Cardinals four four five lover or something. Anything. Um, and a bot is someone who is scared to show their face, but they will spread anything on the internet, right? And it is Twitter is full of that. I love Twitter. Cardinals, you know, fan base generally loves Twitter. But Adam Wainwright has to understand that he's dealing with like 10%, if that, 5% of the Cardinals fan base on Twitter. And anybody that's making threats like that is an absolute clown, and it's obviously unacceptable, and it's ridiculous. But the reality of it is, and this is where I I really want to spit some facts on this, is the reality of it is it's just the way it's going to be. It's it's never going to change. Any professional athlete is going to have to deal with that if you're famous, right? Adam Wainwright's making $17.5 million this year. He's a, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Cardinals Hall of Famer, undoubtedly, right? He's won World Series. He's had some of the biggest pitches in St. Louis Cardinals history. He should not worry about what people are saying on Twitter. Like, if you're 21, 22 years old, okay, I kind of understand. It's like, you know what? I'm young. I'm trying to get this out of my plate. And I'm not going to judge Adam Wainwright for taking his Twitter down, but at the same time, man, it's just like there's some things that you just can't take to heart because it is always going to be bots on Twitter. And maybe he just said, you know, a lot of people are giving him crap like, hey, man, you know, you you can't be doing that. You you make a lot of money. You know what comes with it. There's always going to be people doing that. Just ignore them. And it's easy for us to say because I don't know. I don't necessarily know what it's like to get that type of hatred, right? Like, I'm not a famous athlete. I'm, I'm, you know, this podcast is not, you know, a famous podcast, right? Like, we're just normal humans. And anytime you think in your life you've had something personal happen, excuse me, um, you know, it, it bothers you. So imagine that on a, a scale of times 100, right? So anyway, Adam Wainwright, he, he has been struggling pitching. This came after he was in London. And, I mean, let's just face it, man. Adam Wainwright was pitching in London. He got embarrassed. Uh, and that's what I kind of want to talk about that London series and how was it? I thought, I thought the London series was really cool. Um, I think they need to make it longer than two games. Uh, I think, I think two games is tough on these guys, man. They're switching time zones like crazy from the West coast to Europe, back to St. Louis. And they're, then they're in the East coast against the Mets. It's just tough on them. So I think if they made that series, you know, two or three, four games, I think it would uh, be a little bit better. But Adam Wainwright that day went three innings pitched, 11 hits, seven earned runs. His stats this season are uh, 46.2 innings pitched with a three and two record, and his ERA is 6.56. I love Adam Wainwright. I always will. He's a Cardinals legend, but it's simple as this. He has, he should have retired last year. You know, there, there's no way around it. Adam Wainwright should have retired last year. And, uh, yeah, he's been he's good for the clubhouse and he's good for things like that. But is the guy worth seventeen and a half million dollars this year from a pitching perspective? I'm not talking about from a clubhouse perspective, but from a pitching perspective, he's just not worth that money, and he's been struggling. Um, besides that, let's talk a little bit about the offense and what to expect uh, in, in the near future. Let's take a look here. Let me pull these up. <clears throat> so right now. Who is going to be potentially an all-star for the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, I think Nolan Arenado will be. This year, actually, if you look at the NL All-Stars, the third base class is a little bit more, I don't want to say weak, but not as good. I I fully expect Nolan Arenado to be the starting third baseman for the All-Star game. Um, Of course, him and Goldschmidt lead the St. Louis Cardinals with uh, an OPS. Um, Actually, it's Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, I don't know what his hit streak's at now. 15, 16, 17 games, just phenomenal. He's quietly doing it. Um, His defense still needs some work, but Jordan Walker's playing some really good baseball right now. He's slugging 472. His average is 303. 
Uh, and then keep in mind, guys, this kid is still so young. He is still so young. And I know Ella De La Cruz is getting all the all the attention and hype um, in baseball right now. I mean, rightfully so. He's really fast, but and he's a really good ball player. But keep your eye on Jordan Walker, man. He's quietly putting together that hit streak. Um, Nolan Gorman is on. Uh, excuse me. Nolan Gorman's really slowed down with his batting average, batting two thirty eight now. Uh, I did not see this coming. I knew he'd slow down a little bit, but I mean, not this much of a fall off. I didn't expect. Uh, Wilson Contreras still hitting 214. Brennan Donovan 272, and uh, Paul DeYoung about 237. That's kind of where I, that's just what Paul DeYoung is, man. He's 237. He's plays good defense. He had a big night um, two nights ago, right? Two nights ago, yeah. When they beat the Astros. Um, anyway, that's kind of where the Cardinals are at right now. I am excited for the trade deadline. I haven't been this excited for a trade deadline, and not necessarily because I expect them to do crazy good things. Um, as far as improving the team, you know, to to win the NL Central, but it's more of I don't know what they're going to do. You could tell me they're going to buy, and you could tell me you're going to sell, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't you know be opposed to either option. So. I think this this is by far I've defended John Mosellock, but I think by far this is the most important trade deadline of his tenure so far because there's actually real pressure here. And generally, as much as we want to complain about our trade deadlines potentially, you know, he did make some solid moves like Jose Quintana last year picking that up, him being the guy, you know, him being the guy in in you know in the playoffs last year was just incredible. That was a that's a very good uh, move by John Mazalock. So we'll see what they're going to do. I- I'm really excited. Anyway, like I said, the Cardinals play. Uh, they, 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 they need to win this series tonight versus the Astros, and they play the Yankees. They at least need to win that series two out of three. That's just where it's at. It's not going to be easy, but that's where the Cardinals are at. When you dig yourself this, this deep of a hole, you have no choice, okay? So anyway, that's all I got. I'm going to get out of here. As always, this is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. I'm glad to be back with you guys. Relatively short episode today. Um, but I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited to be back, and I really, really uh, hope this team can turn it around. If if they can, if they can really have a get to six games behind the NL Central first place, like just make up three games within the next, you know, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, about 10, 11 days, you know, something like that. 10, 11, 12 days. If they can make three games up, which is possible. If other teams lose, then hey, who knows what can happen? Six games back at the de- or at All Star break doesn't seem like not, uh, that bad. Okay. So anyway, that's all I got. Everyone have a fantastic evening and go Redbirds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.